0: Back from Black Hat, this is Eric Charbro of Information Security Media Group. It would be great to find some central theme to the just completed Black Hat Conference, but the many sessions on a wide range of topics reflect the complexity that will remain a challenge for IT security pros for years to come. That said, a number of experts and people I spoke with offered ways to simplify some of those challenges. After Marcus Jacobson finished his technical presentation on creating a wristband or watch that could provide authentication of systems users, the senior director at wireless telecom chip and products maker Qualcomm says it shouldn't be hard to do because the technology exists.
1: So on the technology side, it's mostly in place. Um, The market hasn't really responded to the need. Now there are smart watches. Uh, I'm wearing one, soon many people will. People who still like to keep their own traditional watch might be able to add some part to that traditional watch to augment the features to make it into essentially a smartwatch. When people have these augmented watches or smartwatches, it's going to be a very small step to get this done.
0: Big steps aren't needed in breach incident response either. Though most organizations experiencing a data breach see incident response as a complicated endeavor, CO3 Systems Chief Technology Officer Bruce Schneier says it needn't be overwhelming.
2: In an incident, the rules don't apply, right? Something is happening; it's a crisis. Think of police, fire, military. Right? It's not going to be business as usual. So, what matters is less where the person in charge is, but in the heat of the moment, who he has access to, how he gets approvals, how those approvals are promulgated, right? How the system works to come together to deal with the crisis.
0: Getting people or organizations to come together is what former National Security Agency Information Assurance leader Tony Sager was evangelizing at Black Hat. Now Chief Technologist for the Not-for-Profit Council on Cybersecurity, Sager advocates security vendors and their customers collaborate to find solutions to the cyber threat.
2: The notion of community, you know, you hear it a lot, but it's it's a kind of an elusive thing to get a handle on. The notion is, though, we're all really in this together, you know, not just in a bumper sticker, you know, rah rah way, but we're actually virtually physically connected together, right? using the same technology on the same network, and in a lot of cases facing the same bad guys and the same threats. And whether you're government or private sector or large or small, you know, we all face that. So the issue is, well, why should we each try to solve this problem on our own? In fact, we can't solve it on our own because of all the dependencies on technology and connectivities. If you don't uh, approach it that way, we'll never get there. And the older model of, you know, security is sort of the government's business, and from top down we'll we'll mandate how to do this, is just not going to make it. It's too complicated a world, uh, too many
0: differing incentives. So you have to think of this as, how do we organize ourselves to take these problems on? Before organizations collaborate on finding common IT security solutions, they must take the problem seriously. The Atlanta Council's Jason Healy says shareholders should pressure boards of directors and top executives to be more proactive in getting their organizations to develop a cyber defense.
3: Before the Y2K bug, the California pension system, CalPERS, went to all of their companies that they invest in. Right now, they've got $250 billion invested. They went to all of their companies and said, tell us how you're doing on this. So how come CalPERS hasn't done it for our field yet? So instead of having DHS executives White House trying to convince boards I say let's convince the shareholders and let the shareholders go to the boards. That is how our capitalism works, so let's embrace that. A private sector-centric approach is going to say it's not the government's position to talk about risk, it's the board's
0: responsibility on behalf of the shareholders. So let's try and be more full circle. Still, providing a responsible cyber defense can, or perhaps should, have its limits. In his presentation, Mikko Hippinen documented job postings from U.S. defense contractors looking for experts who can create malware, apparently for the U.S. federal government. Is behaving like the bad guy something government contractors should do? I caught up with Hippinen after his presentation titled Governments as Malware Authors, The Next Generation.
1: And it is surprising, even though I've seen it for for a while, but it's still surprising that this really is happening. And it's even more surprising how Sadly, they are failing in OPSEC because you can just find information about their operations from these recruitment ads, and that is
0: surprising. And they're doing this for the U.S. government? Uh,
1: Well, these are U.S. defense contractors, so
0: who else? So you find contractors in other countries doing this?
1: Yep, you can see the same phenomenon happening, especially in Europe. Um, So it, it seems to be that governments outsource technologies like these to the most logical place from their point of view, which is defense contractors. And defense contractors don't have existing experience in this, so they need new employees to do it for them. So they are trying to find all the skills they can find.
0: I looked for the job postings Hippeden cited, but they were taken off the contractor's websites. With some saying the positions were already filled. I'm sure similar ones will surface soon. Cybersecurity is complex, and though experts at Black Hat outlined steps to be taken to mitigate some of the challenges, the threats aren't going away, and cybersecurity will only get more complex. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro.